0: this is steve and this is
1: ryan you're listening to 60 cycle hum the (laughs) guitar buying selling trading fixing modding breaking reviewing podcast that was a beautiful song steve thank you
0: (laughs) so what's new with steve
1: um so i drive up here from my work to record okay and it's like a really short drive it's Mm -hmm. great no traffic oh yeah and uh one of the streets is called Avenida
0: Delgato. <laughs> Avenue of the Cat.
1: Avenue of the Cat. I've
0: been making fun of that street my whole life.
1: I don't get it.
0: <laughs> That's where the cat hangs out. All right. Meow. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> the made up producer, Gary, is laughing. Look at him over there.
1: <laughs> I just, I just, it makes, I just, I don't even. All right. So, anyway, a uh, real new thing. So, Um, so I talked about before, so I've got two bases. I've talked about this before. Uh One of them is a Yamaha RBX 760 that I did a little bit of work on. I converted it to passive. That's become like my main church base. It's, it's a cheap base. I bought, I paid, I think 80 bucks for it, 75, 80, something like that. Uh And I did like, maybe I bought like $20, $30 in parts.
0: Yeah. It's a hundred something dollar. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It lives at the church. I let, I just, I've told people like just, you know, Whoever wants to play it can play it. Uh-huh. That's fine. Uh, my other bass, which now lives at my home, is a uh, Fender American Jazz V. So I bought this bass uh, in maybe 2004, 2005, somewhere in there. Wow. It's and, been a long uh, time, huh? Yeah. And uh, so I've had this bass for almost 10 years. And the way I bought it, it's a really, it's a really unique story. Should I, should I tell the story? Yeah, let's just you, let's you, get do the quick it. version.
0: Don't you know, uh, get too yeah, flowery. So,
1: so basically, I ran into a guy at a local shop. He was there to to trade this base, and he wanted to sell it to the shop for like a, a, a base pod XT or base pod XT live uh-huh. recording. And he goes in there, and they tell him like, "Oh, this base only blue books for like six seventy five and we our policy is like. I don't know, forty percent.
0: Yeah, it was real low back then. So they
1: offered him like two seventy five, and I was like, and I was actually going to leave. And he was like, oh, dude, you got to see my bass first. Like you'll 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 think this is cool. Yeah. Like okay. And so as soon as they dropped two seventy five, I'm like, dude. I was like, um, I I think I can get you a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And so I jumped on my phone. I called Ryan. I was like, hey man, can I borrow hundred and fifty dollars from the from the band fund? And. uh, because we had bought like some other major instrument purchases out of the band fund, so mm-hmm. I was like, It's my Johnson turn, stuff. yeah. So I was like, It's my turn, it's my turn to cash in on this. <laughs> um, and uh, I ended up buying this Fender American Jazz V five string that's what the V stands for, guys. Uh-huh. Uh, for 300 bucks, smoking 100, deal, $150 out of my pocket, $150 out of the band fund. So yeah. effectively, I got like what at the time would have been. Like maybe an eight or nine hundred dollar base or 150 bucks. Yeah. Now, the reason that we bring this up or that, that I bring this up is because having a five string is really cool, but having like a high end four string would be really a lot more functional for what yeah. I do. It doesn't seem uh, like you spend a lot of time on that deep B. No, I don't. Um, so I've been toying with the idea of throwing this thing up on Craigslist for like Right now, I looked at eBay. These bases are going anywhere from like eight hundred to a thousand dollars. The uh-huh. value on them is a little lower than it used to be. I actually saw a few going as low as like seven hundred. But I figured I'd low it, low, put it up there for like nine hundred bucks, mm-hmm. sell it to the first guy to offer me like seven fifty. Yeah, totally. And then uh,
0: just, you're giving away your plan.
1: I know. This this will be <laughs> out, in- guys. Guys, let's. Well, uh, yeah. This this won't be. This will this this episode's a week away or something. Yeah. Like what and honestly like this will take a t- time. I'm not ready to move. I'm just thinking sure. through this. And really the story I'm telling you right now is how you should sell on Craigslist. Oh, absolutely. So I'm going to list this thing for 900 set my sell price, my legit like if I get an offer of 750, if I get an offer at 750, I'm going to be like how about 825.
0: Right. You're going to work it a little bit. But if bit. he's going
1: to hardball 750, it's gone. Right. Um and then I want to take that 750 and just buy, like, a Fender American 4-string. I definitely don't want to sacrifice quality. This is, as sure. Ryan put it, like a lateral money money movement. Like, yeah. if I sell this bass, it's going to be to buy another American bass, either a Fender Jazz 4. I love the jazz bass. Uh, I love the versatility. Or I may, like, throw in, you know, a little bit more money. And like if I if I can get up to like nine hundred, I could get like a. There's a guy selling a Music Man Sterling Uh for nine hundred. I've seen Stingrays for nine hundred, so I might go that route. That'd be cool. Definitely, like I'm I'm a big fan of classic bass looks. Uh So it's gonna be Fender Jazz, Fender like P Special. You I don't want to get that I uh, have the 2 pick flying V
0: base that's been popping up every now and then for and? like 200 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> no. uh,
1: I just I want to do so if I'm going to do it I'm going to do something high end cuz I, sure. I I I there's a big part of me that feels like oh you got a base you're happy with that's like 125 bucks like let's just cash out.
0: Yeah. But then if I If you also, ever get into a nicer project though. Yeah. It's nice to and, have. And I also that know like, if I
1: cash out I'm that the opportunity to have a like a right this isn't a super high-end base it's not like a padula or sure but uh, once you spend that money
0: you're not going to be able to gather up the motivation to get yourself something on that level again yeah yeah Yeah. so um, i hear you so yeah so that's
1: kind of what's been going through my head for the last uh week or so and this is a thought that comes up every now and again and depending on i'm 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 right on the cusp of a of a couple I actually have one really big music project which I'll talk about in a, another podcast mm-hmm. in once. the future once we see how it plays out. Right. Um I'll talk about it more um but if that plant pans out I I may be a little bit more motivated yeah, yeah. to to make this thing happen. But anyway, uh Delgato Gato and, Avenue and the cat Fender Jazz V made in
0: Everything's great in America. <laughs> um, so what? So what's new with you? Uh, what's new with me? I did something that I've been thinking about doing for quite a long time, and I just never got up the uh, the chance to get it done. I went to the Salvation Army and I bought two leather belts. Wow! Congratulations! It was cost me four bucks, and I trimmed the ends off of them, and I put some holes in them, and I turned it into a guitar strap. Oh! So a four dollar guitar strap made out of leather. That's cool. It's cool. I've always wanted to do it. I did it. Uh, it's like the, the thinner belts. Uh, people right. on a, one of the groups I posted it on are like, oh, it's going to hurt your shoulder. I don't think it's going to hurt my shoulder. Most of my guitars are pretty light. Yeah, I don't, you know, even if I just use it as an around the house strap. Or a strap for if I'm doing like a photo shoot or something like that, one will look really cool. Yeah.
1: If you threw that strap it's on a Les Paul,
0: it'd through your. Arm. Oh my gosh, it would cut straight it, through an- me. Amputation. It would probably snap the leather first. Yeah, actually, yeah.
1: <laughs> I actually had an old leather strap that came with my Harmony. Uh huh. That may have been like the original leather strap. Yeah. And it was like maybe a, I don't know, like a half an inch wide at the most. Yeah, they used to They're make like these, real those thin, really thin straps. And it eventually, it was one of those ones that wrapped around the the neck. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and that portion, that part of it that wrapped around the neck, eventually did uh did break. Mm. Uh,
0: but that was like it was a neat strap. Mm. It was cool. I, do I have anything else new going on with me? Oh, I put down money uh, the other day. For, uh, for my band to go into studio and record. Oh, cool. Yeah, we're going to go into a legit studio and spend a couple days laying down tracks and uh, hopefully come out with a cool product. Are you going to buzz market the studio? Uh, you know, I'll, you know, we'll talk about that later. Okay. We'll see how it goes and we'll buzz market it while we're recording. All right. It's, it's a really good. cool studio. Uh, should we get into ads? Let's crank out some ads. All right. I've got the stack here in my hand. You can hear it. We printed these ads out on paper because we hate trees. <laughs> First <laughs> we, ad for, we really the, need like for I, the episode. We need
1: a, okay, guys, send us $1,000 and we will get dual iPad
0: Airs. Or just send us iPads. Or just send us iPads. We'll save so many trees, we yeah. promise. Yeah. yeah. What if we got? What if someone sent us two iPads? And we couldn't figure out how to get him to work right for what we want to do, and we still ended up printing but out if papers. somebody
1: sent us iPads, and we just had a podcast where, like, for an hour, we're just like, all you hear is, like, me playing Candy Crush. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, oh yeah, Look. the garbage stuff. I'm like, hold on, dude. I got to save Onus, or whatever the... Otis, or whatever the crap that
0: stupid owl's name is. Oh, he's going to... Mother Earth, he fell again! <laughs> I have no idea yeah, anything about that game. Don't, don't. Just know. don't do it. iPads could be cool. It could be bad. I don't know. Do you think those would give us any sort of electrical noise on the mics if we were holding them up and moving them around? Who knows? Who knows? They shouldn't. Yeah. Okay, well, first ad. Uh, this caught our interest. Uh, I think it popped up a week ago. Uh, 96 Korean Strat. $60. $60. Who cares if it's a Korean Squire or not? $60. Buy this. Take it apart, spray paint it, put it back together, smash it on the edge of a stage monitor. Who cares? I mean, it's a, it, the Koreans can actually be really great guitars if you know how to set them up right. Yeah, it's just sixty
1: bucks. Yeah, sixty bucks. Uh, this is what we like to call a smasher or a parter. Sure, you uh, could part this out and make two, yeah, make a hundred bucks. You could either buy it and smash it, or like I could probably move that neck for forty bucks, move the lo- body loaded for forty or fifty bucks.
0: And, I think uh, maybe, you could get a hundred bucks for that neck. Uh, you don't think so?
1: Maybe sixteen. I'd have to look at it. it. It would really depend on the series. Sure. Um, I do like for in general. I've liked the old Squire Korean neck. This is mid nineties, which is is a yeah, little it's not tricky. as good. So the early Korean stuff, like late eighties, was like super good. specs to the Japanese stuff, and I've played some really great. The old uh, Squire. Bullet One next. Uh-huh. I've played a few of those that were fantastic. Yeah, they're buttery. Once you get into the uh, early mid nineties, like ninety three to like really through this era when they're when Korea started doing more like main like the standard Squire fare. Sure,
0: um, it's they started learning how to cut corners. And yeah, the sh- frets are sharp and whatnot. But still, I think if you took the logo off this off the headstock of this neck I bet you could get 60 bucks for the neck yeah. easy. Generic generic Fender Stratocaster neck. Yeah. 60 bucks. There you go. And then the body you could probably flip that for 40. So you could make 40 bucks off of this. Yeah. Yeah. But why would you? When you could pay $60 and have a guitar that you could feel great smashing smash. on stage. Smashing it into things. You could smash it. find another $60 guitar or $60 bass for the bassist in your band and you could smash them together at the end of a show. Like, bam! I'm How kinda, great would that I'm be? I'm kind
1: of sad that we never smashed I any know, stuff. I know. I always
0: talked about it. Never got around to it. I never had anything cheap enough to smash. <laughs> uh, next ad. Electric drums. $200. Oh, this yeah. This is actually uh, two sets of electric drums. Whoa. Uh, and uh, the great things about these drums is that uh, two two sets for $200. Great deal. Uh, but not if you're talking <laughs> about game controllers. Yeah. For, for a rock band or yeah. something. Yeah, these- I don't know why this is posted in musical equipment on Craigslist. What is going on? Like, I guess I can kind of see the connection. Ugh. What's going? You on You put this in toys is, or in video games? Yeah,
1: there's a there is a video game section. Yeah. So, this does anyone
0: even play these games anymore? I don't know. I you know that was a big thing for a long time where every time I went to a party, uh, you know, full grown people were playing well, Rock Band.
1: We, we ran with some pretty video gamey types. Yeah, but there's a lot of people out there like that. Um. Hey, if you still play rock band, send us an email or post in the <laughs> Facebook group, uh, 60psychohomcast at gmail.com, and tell us about how awesome you think rock band is and how dumb you think it is that we yeah. are into it. Tell us why
0: we should be more interested you know in what the always, current state of rock okay, band. Okay, you
1: know what always bothered me about rock band? What? So, one of the... Of as far as like non worship material goes, one of the first songs I learned how to play on guitar is uh-huh. Wonder Wall. Sure. It's like four chords. Yeah. There's like an A in there. So there's like a fifth chord for like some like funky transitional part, but it's basically four chords. Uh huh. Um, I'm doing this thing with my hand a lot lately. Yeah. Really Do you guys com-
0: see what Steve is doing? Oh, it's really weird. It's really
1: comfortable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> So, anyway, so I learned Wonderwall, and it's a really simple song, and it's great, and learn it because the ladies still love that song. Oh, yeah. And Wonderwall on the game Rock Band is harder than it is in real life. Oh, I'm
0: sure it's super hard. They probably have you dancing around to, like, bass parts or to, like, (laughs) doing all sorts of stuff. Like, I don't, you know, a lot of that stuff, I think it, it, it corresponds with the beat, but there's I don't think a little it, bit of that, yeah. I think most of it, like they take a lot of liberties with how things connect to the song.
1: Yeah, it, it's just odd. It's it's yeah. uh, it's interesting.
0: It was right. always comical to me when we would walk into a party, uh, you, me, and, and uh, our other musician friends, and they'd be playing rock band, and they'd be like, "Oh, you guys, you guys play," and we'd jump on there and be like, Ugh, "They're doing this on this song." <sighs> Oh, it's this. It'd totally be like this if we played it on a real guitar. I always suck, Guys, get me a real guitar and I'll actually play this song. I always sucked at those
1: games because, like, yeah, it feels way different. There's no, like, I mean, I guess maybe if you play them a lot, you develop, like, you start to get into, like, the feeling of the game and whatever. Uh But I always struggled with them and I never wanted to put in the patience of, like, oh, for this chord, I got to play the red button and the blue button and the green button. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Why am I playing the blue button for this G chord,
0: and then I'm playing the blue button again for this other chord? Like, I I don't understand what's going on. It would be funny because, you know, you could divide 12 by 4. It'd be funny if if each button really did stand for one of three notes. Like, any time you hit an A, B, or a C, you were pressing that button. So I was challenged after... I mean, an A... uh, B flat or a B? All oh, right, right. That <laughs> I I,
1: w- I was challenged after band practice this week. Uh-huh. To um buy a rock band controller. Okay. And a MIDI, uh, box basically. All right. Excuse me. I had a burrito before this podcast. Yeah. It was delicious. Like a week ago. <laughs> um, and. Uh, and convert the Rock Band controller into a MIDI controller. People have done that. and uh, Yeah, so I think the mo- probably the, at least in my circles, the most well-known example of that is uh, David Crowder did uh-huh. it. So it's it's really cool. Basically, he programmed it as a MIDI controller to play like five notes or however many, I think it's five notes. And so like any five-chord song you can play and... Uh, If you want to check that out, it's pretty cool. It's on just YouTube. Yeah. David Crowder
0: rock band, I think. But I think the the novelty of that has disappeared. And that people don't play that game anymore. I think we might be far enough away from it that it would be like
1: extra hilarious.
0: I think it, it's gonna take another ten years for people uh, to be like, Oh, that guy's playing a Rockland controller? Remember Rockland? Yeah, maybe. It's gotta be like how people are playing Game Boys now, like they're you know Are people really playing Game yeah, Boys? Yeah, there's now? people who are into uh what is it called? When you Pokemon? Uh, no, when you
1: gotta catch catch them all you they're
0: into circuit bending Game Boys. Oh. And you playing them as musical instruments. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I am that's cool. Yeah. It's gotta be like that distance of time. Right. Or that distance of culture time or whatever sure. whatever the term would be. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Let's move on to the next ad. Uh uh I, I grabbed this ad because it first came up. A couple weeks ago, at a much higher price, it was 700 bucks. Yeah. And then, in the last week, the person lowered the price. They must have heard Steve and I talking about it on the internet to each other about how <laughs> right. it was overpriced. Uh, so, this, yeah, is a, about uh,
1: this is a Fender Jagstang. Uh-huh.
0: I mean, you own a Jagstang. I
1: do own a Jagstang. And this is actually uh, pretty much identical to mine, uh-huh. except for one feature. Um, so, this is a Fender Jagstang. He says, I have a rare Fender Jagsting. Debatable. Say Jagsting again. Jagsting. <laughs> That's debatable. <laughs> this is the Kurt Cobain design, sort of. Uh, Fender 50th, 50th anniversary decal on the back of the headstock. So that makes this a 96. Uh-huh. Uh, comes with upgraded humbucker and strap locks. I received this as a trade years ago, but now with two kids, it doesn't see much use. or best offer. Also interested in MTB trades. I think that's mountain bikes. MTB. MTB. That's all. Unless it's like, I don't know what else MTB would be. Yeah, me either. If you know what MTB is, let us
0: know. It's probably a drug. Uh, Steve, are you at all worried that this might be an ad posted by you in the future? No. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because it is the same color. It's got some damage on it. It's got it some... It actually...
1: It's, I think the damage is even s- kind of similar to the damage on mine. I'm telling you, man. Is He's um, saying he's the, got
0: two kids. You might have another kid the in humb- the future.
1: The humbucker is different and I do not... So this actually comes with an offset case, which is kind of neat. Oh, that is neat. Um, I shoved mine into a strat case and it barely fits. Yeah. Uh, I got to get it at just the right angle to get it in there. Um, Did we talk about the price on this yet? Well, it's now $550, but what was it before? $700. $700. That's the going rate for these clean, isn't it? And Fiesta Reds right now... Fiesta Reds historically don't sell well. Really? Uh, The Sonic Blues. Uh, Oh, yeah. So the one that Kurt actually received for the In Utero Tour, I believe, was a Sonic Blue. Right. That makes more sense. And overall, I think the Sonic Blue... I don't know if there were fewer of them made or what, but the Sonic Blue seems to retain more value. Uh, I do agree that more than likely this humbucker is an upgrade because sure. the 90s Fender humbucker
0: sucks.
1: <laughs> um, I had one in mind and I hated it. And then I broke the switch because I am a very violent guitar player <laughs> and the switches for a player like me are just in a very inconvenient place That's right crazy. above the pickups right above the pick oh, it's, yeah, like it's, it's like a Mustang thing it's going just on. like the Mustang thing yeah. and i was playing like pop punk and whatever uh-huh. and i was always like smashing and i actually like snap broke one of the switches out of the mount and when i did that i tried to put it back together and then the humbucker didn't work so i thought the humbucker was broken but it's probably just a switch i took it over to a guitar shop locally and had them install a and i didn't like the sound of the humbucker anyway yeah I went to a guitar shop, had them install a Seymour uh, Duncan JB, mm-hmm. which either stands for Jeff Beck or Jazz Blues. I have on no idea what those stand for. Uh, it, anyway, it's a it's a hot PAF uh-huh. uh, style pickup and. All of a sudden, I was like, "Oh, maybe I don't hate humbuckers." I'm still not a huge fan of humbuckers, but uh-huh. I at least see more of a purpose for them. They have their place. But That original Fender one, like I just, I couldn't deal with it.
0: Yeah, those were pretty gr- crummy. Yeah, so these I remember good- them being pretty thin and pretty. Yeah, like just had yeah, the like bad. Sound. They're not. They're not. Not fun. good. Not good. These
1: guitars are. Uh, the value on them has been steadily climbing. Uh huh. I. They reissued them a few years ago. I don't really know that, that it might have stabilized the market a little, but when I bought mine, they were selling around, or actually my parents bought it. I was still in high school. huh. Uh, they were selling for around 250 bucks on the used market.
0: 550 for this guitar might be a little high because of the damage. Yeah. He's been it, posting it for a while. I wonder if someone came around and offered yeah. him like 475. But it's right in the right
1: 550 is in the right ballpark. I've seen yeah. the Sonic Blues go for over 700.
0: Really? I've seen
1: the Fiesta Reds go for over 6. I thought about selling mine, but because it is my first electric guitar, even though there are a bunch of things i don't like about the guitar design uh-huh. it's a really a weird guitar it's a weird guitar it's a 20 it's you know the jag mustang scale it's uh the 24 inch scale the the mustang vibrato I'm not a fan they're they're not they're really quirky they're quirky they're hard to use as vibratos because at least in this iteration, they don't really return well. Yeah. So you basically get one bend. I actually found that if you bend down, so normally with the strat, I think you bend down and then you can kind of just release. Yeah. With this one, what I had to do if I wanted to use a trim, which I'm not a big trim guy, but sometimes you just want mm-hmm. to use it. Your trim is you bend down and then you actually bring it back and then you pull it back a little. Oh. Because so the then trim will reset. go both ways. Yeah. So you go, so you're going flat, and then you bring it back to neutral, and then you pull it just a little sharp and let
0: it go, and that would put it pretty close to back. That's in a lot of work for hitting the trim. I like to hit my trim pretty hard. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I, you know, I Th- those Mustang
0: trims are so quirky. Like yeah. you really gotta want to make it work right and really put in the time. Every time, every time someone says like, "Oh, I really want a Mustang," I'm like, "Are you sure yeah. you want a Mustang?"
1: like they look let's cool. Let's talk about this before you pull the trigger. Let's think this
0: through. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I got to say when this ad came up, something about the picture, something about the damage on it and and the price for for a few minutes I was like maybe I'm into Jag Stings now. <laughs> like I was looking at it, I really like the design of the top horn on the body. I like the Extreme offset nature of it yeah. and the way the pickups are tilted.
1: Everything about this guitar is, as far as fender designs goes, yeah. are, are pretty extreme. And the interesting backstory on them. I'm, I'm suddenly a historian. So <laughs> um, so if you want to know more about this, go to this website. I think it's called KurtzEquipment.com. Wow. I didn't um, know anything about this. Yeah. So KurtzEquipment.com is basically, it's either run by the guy who used to be the, the guitar tech for Nirvana Or at least all the information there is taken from interviews with him. Uh And they basically... So the short story on the Jags thing is the prototypes for the Jags thing were delivered during the In Utero tour. Yeah. And I want to say that was 1993. Somewhere around there. And uh, basically uh, they were issued and Kurt took one of them on tour and... Didn't like it, and he had some modifications according to his tech that he, he wanted to make. One of them was to put, um, I think, to put the t- a Tom in there. It has the uh, two uh, pneumatic. Yeah, it has uh, the Mustang bridge, which is con- which is decent, but but apparently, I think he wanted a Tom, and he probably would have gone stoptail. tail. Yeah, probably. I think that's what he had on his personal Mustangs. Um, yeah, probably. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I don't remember either. Um, but. But basically, this guitar, as it was put out in 1995, nineteen ninety five, I think, it whatever ninety five, the original issue, whatever uh-huh. years those were, which included nineteen ninety six, um, and then the reissues even uh, are a basically a half finished guitar. Um, yep, they send it to him. He played him. He played him on tour for like a, a handful of shows. I don't remember how many exactly. And he was, like, working on, like, oh, here are the things that I want to change on it. And uh, before any of that stuff was, like, put into place, he killed himself slash was killed by Courtney Love. <laughs> um, and. Uh, Why am I laughing at that? It's I terrible. I have no idea. <laughs> and uh, so, what, So basically, you have this, like, half-finished guitar. The body is, like, basically this slab, like, think Telecaster yeah. body. There's no contour whereas, on whereas it. There's no contours. Which I believe, from what I understand, is one of the things that he would have changed It was to put put contours on it to make it more Strat-like. Um, or even, like, does the Jagwire itself have contours?
0: Oh, yeah. The Jags got contours. Yeah, so... Um, he played a lot of different guitars, but it seems like Strats were kind of the go-to for him. Yeah, Strats, or he did the opposite thing, the, I mean,
1: ja- the Jag and, and Mustang thing a lot.
0: The really, all were, you have to do to get a, a, a Fender-style, I mean, a... a Nirvana style guitar going on. You got to get something with a bolt-on neck, a humbucker in the bridge, and then you got to run it through a DS1. There you go. Into a very loud amplifier and yeah. then you're set. That's it. And don't ever tune your guitar. Don't tune your guitar. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then and then have a couple people in your band that can really hold it together for you. <laughs> yeah. So what you need to do is uh, do a bunch of drugs yeah. and play
1: left-handed and then have like one of the greatest modern rock drummers and a
0: future politician in your band yeah. and you're set. But I was, I was looking at this guitar and I was having my thoughts for a few minutes and was imagining what I would do to modify this guitar. Cause I modify everything. I Sure. Touch, and, sure. and imagine myself trying to get used to a Mustang tremolo. Cause I use a tremolo a lot and it's just, I don't know, maybe someday, but they'll probably keep going up in price. They're probably a smart buy as the Gen Xers get older.
1: Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I I don't know. know.
0: It's hard to say. Especially if you have, if you can get your hands on one of the, the first, yeah. Issues. I think the first issue is going to retain more value yeah. than the second for sure. It's, it's funny to me seeing one, this one with a little bit of damage on it, though. You don't usually see any relicing on them because people don't really ever play them that much. <laughs> this is a guitar that people bought, and then it's so weird that not many people played it enough to right. get any wear on it and this has been played a lot someone played this enough to get wear on it and that's kind of unusual yeah my i've dropped
1: mine a couple times yeah like i said i got mine in high school i got mine before and actually that guitar is the reason i have strap locks on so many of my guitars now i'm telling
0: you that's that's you uh, from the future it's got strap locks on it
1: it's me from the future where i decided i really want this jb in another guitar i'll just drop a chrome covered Gibson or whatever, the the prices
0: go down crazy hard in the future. Prices on time machines go down pretty good, too. So you buy a time machine. You go back to right now, and you're like, I'm going to sell my Sting when it's still worth something. And then you put all those personal details about how you have a, like two kids and Two stuff. kids, and apparently I want a mountain bike. Yeah, you want a mountain bike. mountain bike. You need a mountain bike in the future. There's only two modes of transportation. Well, three. Number one is time machine, but that only travels through time. Number two is mountain bike. Obviously, he wants a mountain bike. Number three is horse, but there's not a lot of horses around, and they've become self-aware and sentient, and it's hard to our, deal our with. Our horses not well. They become self-aware? they become they grow in intelligence. Okay, and they become our overlords. You have to kind of <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to today's episodes of My
1: Brother, My Brother and Me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> here are listening to horse talk now for farm wisdom <laughs> no one knows what we're talking about right now we're going down the rabbit hole down on Lake Wobegon oh my gosh let's not go town down that on the eastern edge of the prairie what uh, is Let's talk about the Lutheran church a bunch. (laughs) (laughs) What other radio slash podcast shows could we bring into this? So
1: this is the thing I don't understand about that show. And maybe it's because I just don't know anything about Lutherans. I didn't. Is the Lutheran church like liberal enough with their theology to have
0: a female pastor? I think so. Okay. Let's not get into this. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to. I knew that we were getting to dangerous ground because I almost just tried to do like an iron glass. Impersonation, and I don't know if I could even pull it off. But we need to stop doing. Hey, this. hey we guys, need to stop doing this. Hello. <laughs> welcome, to, welcome to sixty cycle, hum. This is I Glass. We're going to be talking to people who buy and sell guitars today. That's, that's that's me trying first time. Try. I have no idea. If that sounds good or bad. What's the next ad <laughs> 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 oh the my God. next and last ad it was sent to us who sent this to us it's the the, the k C- cody thompson cody thompson Thanks, friend cody. of the show guy on the the facebook group if you're listening to this and you're not on the facebook group get on the facebook no group. group talk to us send us ads from your town or your country or your province or uh or uh, commonwealth we want to see ads from all over the place. We're just riffing on other podcasts yeah, today. Yeah, that was a little Judge John hodgman you. wasn't oh. it? Sorry. <laughs> we listen to a lot of podcasts. Okay, so anyways, Cody sent this to us. You should send us stuff, too. It's a Vintage K of Fector Les Paul. And we've talked about stuff like this before. And we're going to talk about this one, too, because it's neat. It's uh, Something that's neat about it, too, is it's cheap. Yeah, this this is actually overpriced. They want four twenty five for it. These go for three hundred all the time. Yeah, I think four twenty five. Uh, I mean, if it, it all works and yeah, you want it, if it all works, it's the
1: very very upper end. Yeah, but I would think I would offer at least a hundred dollars less.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's got a little bit of the pickguard broken off on the oh, part really? of it too. No, it's not cherry, but this is a type of guitar that's got. All the crazy effects built in. They did all these a lot in the 70s and yeah. late 60s where people were messing around with effects and they hadn't, you know... Solidified those things as being stomp boxes or pedal board or rack unit unit things that it was like, oh, can we put these in guitars? Do we people want them built into the car yeah. guitar? Do people want them built into the amp? We don't know yet. this
1: is kind of in the same vein as that uh, Vox, whatever exactly. we did
0: a, a couple I forget the name of that thing. Yeah, but did, that thing was worth a bunch Vox of money. Episodes. This is accessible at you could you could offer this guy probably $350 and yeah, you k- take it.
1: K ultimately like stuff like K. Yeah. It's not gonna be a great um, playing guitar. Car. Especially like seventy, like this is probably late sixties, seventies K. Uh huh. Um, by the time you get there, K harmony, they've they're they're past their like sweet spot. Like yeah, fifties, 50s, 50s, early sixties K have like kind of a spike in value.
0: Well, they have kind of a. Uh they have a mojo to them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This doesn't have this is quite a le- the mojo. Yeah, this
1: is a less Paul copy with a bunch of effects mounted yeah. into Let,
0: it. Let's list the effects. I've got a close-up of the, the pick guard here. Great. It's got phase in and out. I don't think that's the same as phaser. That's like... <laughs> no, that's pick-up pick-up phase. Pick phase. And then there's effects on and off. Ooh. And in your effects list, you have echo. You have oh, tremolo. Okay. You have wah, which is interesting. I'm wondering... Because there's a speed knob on the guitar, two effect speed. I wonder if you have to manually uh, sweep the knob, or if it's like an auto wah, or if it's like a it just cycles like a tremolo, like it's a the wah.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know.
0: And then after that is a Leslie, and then you can also add a fuzz onto there. So you can either choose between the echo tremolo or, or wah and Leslie, or you and then you can add fuzz on top of all four of those. Right. So. It's a it's really interesting. I, I feel like I would have a lot of fun with these. It's got a headphone out, Jack too. Oh weird. So I this didn't, is I like notice that. this is like your your 70s version of like a student model right like you don't know what you want, so get it all in one sort of deal. but it's kind of pretty too. it's got a sunburst on it. It's got two chrome homebucker pickups on it. I yeah. don't know. It could be really neat for in the 300s. Yeah, it's
1: uh, I don't know, don't knock it till you try it, right?
0: It <laughs> feels like we're winding down on this. We got real high and now we're winding down. <sighs> this is an Auburn. Where's an Auburn? It's Auburn? Probably Seattle, right? That's, so, where, yeah, it's that's not where Cody Seattle lives. Up hey, in Seattle. S- hey,
1: Seattle, listen, Cody's been sending us your uh, ads. Yeah.
0: You're overpriced, learn, Seattle. Learn
1: how to price your crap, guys. You don't
0: care that you're the, you know. The, most top pacific on yeah. the 48 <laughs> yeah. I, I, cities you, or whatever like you can't price things like that i'm actually surprised that
1: the prices are so high because their crisis is super busy
0: yeah uh um, maybe they have a different uh you know like haggling system up there i have like no people idea. really haggle so you got to right. start high But down here, that wouldn't fly.
1: Yeah, well, you know, we're just real mellow. Yeah, people
0: in San Diego, they don't actually haggle that much over Craigslist. Like, when I sell stuff or buy stuff, usually I don't buy something unless I already think it's, like, really close to the range that I want to pay. And when I list something, almost never do I have someone... Haggle with me,
1: yeah, and I do all my haggling. V, I try to do as much
0: haggling as I can over email, yeah, before you go to it, yeah, because you know generally what it's going to be worth, yeah. Unless you show up and there's something majorly wrong with it, you're not going to be like asking to knock 50 bucks off of it exactly when when you drive for 40 minutes to go check this thing out for sure. Um, so yeah, Seattle, yeah, Get, get with the program, get with the program, Seattle, the way to you know, the way that I think Craigslist should be priced. Is that you, you? It should be the same price as kind of the average of the low completed listings on eBay. I yeah. think that's like the standard for me. And uh, Seattle, it seems like consistently you're above that. So get your act together.
1: Sure. I, you know, as long as something's priced in the general range of eBay sold
0: listings, yeah, I think that's I think it's
1: reasonable. Where I think sure. it should be priced is different. That, but you have to what, take
0: an account that with Craigslist, you have to go get it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this, you know, that's basically it. You have to spend time to go get it. Yeah. So that's where the cost comes out. And then you pay for shipping on eBay and it shows up at your house at some point And you yeah, didn't have to exactly. do anything other than click. Yep. Uh, should we move on to the topic? Yeah, let's move on to the topic. Okay. We have an article here that Steve found from Premier Guitar. We'll post a link to the article. And it's a long article. It addresses a bunch of stuff, though. Uh, mostly, the theme of the article is the cost of musical instruments. Right. With a focus on how spoiled, rotten we are as guitarists. Yeah. And uh, do you want to talk about it, Steve? Like, sure. What are, you, what are your thoughts?
1: Um, I You know, it's hard to think about this article because you see so many... So basically what this what this article is comparing is what does it take to be a professional musician for, for in like the rock world right. the, the guitar world versus what does it take to be a professional musician in like the classically trained music world sure
0: so like orchestra pits yeah. and people who are in you know studios recording uh soundtracks and things like that exactly on classical instruments violins uh uh cellos double basses contrabasses exactly you know all all, so that all that these sort of kind stuff. of harps oh harps. man um, it, they talk about they really harp on the harps oh yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> wow uh
1: they basically, so so to to give you an example can, can i yeah i'll, I'll hand ha- it to you pass it pass it over here so they they price out a bunch of stuff and uh they said okay i'll i'll read this part because this is this is semi-pertinent it says uh still let's do the math for a bare minimum typical rig a pro guitarist might need to be properly equipped for most gigs and i look at this list and this is these are all like i think these are even, even maybe like this is these are a mixture
0: of prices yeah uh, I thought that was a fair rig rundown, like the basics of yeah. what you need. You, you could swap right. certain things out, but you would really be within a few hundred dollars.
1: And this is like a full rig rundown for someone who's in like a very versatile, sure. like blues. blues. When I say blues rock, I mean like just a generic pop rock type yeah. outfit. Uh, you know, you could, pro- you could play a lot of stuff with this. So, um uh, so this is what's on here. Fender American Standard Stratocaster 1200 bucks. Gibson Les Paul Standard 3 grand. Martin D18 2200 bucks. Vox AC30 1000 bucks. Ibanez 2 Screamer 100 bucks. Line 6 DL4 250 bucks. Uh so that's the total for all of this stuff. So that's three guitars an amp, uh overdrive and a delay is seven thousand seven hundred and fifty wow. bucks these are all
0: retail prices like if you didn't and, buy you yeah used...
1: these are basically retail prices uh, and he says we could add another guitar amp or an additional pedal or two or five and still be under the cost of the cheapest professional double bass yeah so i mentioned this in the last podcast we looked at that fifty thousand dollar bass oh
0: yeah i remember that well
1: it seems like that's like on the high end that's and it is on the high end for double basses. It's not like on the oh my gosh, this is so ridiculously overpriced. Yeah,
0: and um, like it turns out that that's like a pretty common price for stuff in that world. Like there's there's let me see if I can find there's a part in this article that talks about how this guy wrote a a guide to buying uh, classical instruments for people who per- perform. Uh, here I found it. Before you gasp and clutch your heart, consider this web post by violin, luthier, Kevin Lee, in which he explains what kind of violin you get in various price ranges. One post suggests, one post section is labeled $6,000 to $50,000, the beginning of professional instruments. The beginning. That's the beginning of the price range for professional instruments in that world. Yeah. Like in parts of this article, it basically says that if you're going out to be trying to be in an orchestra or, or something like that, a lot of places won't take you if you haven't spent a minimum of $15,000 on your violin if you're a violinist. Right. And,
1: and so, so the reason that I have difficulty with this article is because I see like starter violins, the student violins and whatever sure. on Craigslist all the time for like 75 bucks, 150 bucks, 200 bucks. Yeah. But at the same time... Um, I do know that I've read things about cello players that will spend, like, five grand on a bow. Yeah. Like, just for the bow. Like, that's not even an instrument. I mean...
0: It's It's not... You can't even hunt with it.
1: (laughs) I I mean, it's it's a... Obviously, it's necessary to play it, but I uh-huh. want to think of that as like a major investment. I was uh, for a long time. I was looking looking for like either a cello bow or a vi- viola bow, viola bow, because uh-huh. I wanted to do like the Cigaroes, Jimmy Page thing, whatever. Play a bowed electric guitar, right, right, or, oh, super or like, b- or like bowed bass or something. And like I'm like, holy crap! Like I think of vi- like a basic viola bow. It's like $80. bucks. i am like, I'm not going to pay 80 bucks for something I'm going to use once. Right, One totally. every, one every As like, a gimmick. 20 songs or whatever. Um, but that's, like, that's the starter bow in this world. And, I mean, we get a, a little bit of a glimpse into this world. And I say very little with, like, drums. Sure. Um
0: because it's it's still not quite the same. It's not
1: as extreme, but
0: consider like drums are much more expensive to get started on than guitar.
1: Yeah. Well, consider like if a, a, like a single high end symbol, if you were to buy like a single high end symbol, new, you're talking about like minimum 250 Mm bucks, 300 bucks. There's all the hardware. That's just
0: one symbol and all the parts. Yeah. You
1: can't even mount that symbol. You just bought a symbol. You don't have any hardware. Um, Isaac, uh, Isaac Vining, who has, has written into us, who listens to the podcast. Uh, I know, uh, he's, I don't know what he's playing now, but he was playing like a DW kit. And he had like a, I think one of, I remember one time he posted a picture of one of his snares. I think he paid like 600 bucks for the snare. Wow! And so, so like I said, this is the closest to that world of like, non-guitar things uh-huh. that i've had exposure to um but it still pales in comparison oh, totally to, to like Way different like i think a beginner harp is like five grand yeah you know uh like a professional I, it, harp. It, it, I don't this article know.
0: throws some crazy numbers out there uh i hadn't i haven't done any homework to verify them or not but it's like yeah they, it basically says that if you're getting instruments in that world. The person who made it spent months working on just yeah. that one instrument. And that's why it costs so much. So there's one guy out there who's famous for making contrabasses or whatever. And he makes five a year. Yeah. Or three a year or something like that. And he makes his even living doing it. And he makes a good living. <laughs> uh, and well, if he sells all three yeah, of them, he makes a good living. Well, it's he's probably back Yeah. Because there's probably only so many people making them. And there's, you know, there's, you know... Orchestras all over the yeah. world, and,
1: and really to put this contextually, and I talked about this in the last episode too. Like I was looking at vintage, and like actually, I, I saw when we were I was doing research for that Paul Jackson bass,
0: uh-huh.
1: uh huh. Um, I uh, I was looking at like a guy who makes brand new, like it, it was like a two thousand nine, so basically brand new uh, double bass, uh huh, and I think it was like 24, Five or thirty grand, something like that. To put that in context, I mean that's still middle. How many guitar? Like how many guitar manufacturers? I'm talking like custom shop stuff. I I know if you I've seen like I think some PRS like Paul Reed. You know Paul Reed Smith. I don't know why I'm explaining what PRS stands for, uh, but I've seen some like PRS custom stuff that's like. Custom shop, double, 10 top, custom 24, like all these different things. Quilted, spalted, right. whatever. Made Dipped full. in gold. Um, you know, only 50 made. That was like eight grand.
0: Yeah. Like you haven't even. To to get, to, to produce a $30,000 electric or acoustic guitar, like you've got to do something nuts. Like it's. Really got to grab people's attention.
1: Yeah. Like you got to be like, I this guy's I'm building this guitar from the oak tree that yeah. fell in my backyard. This guy
0: that you're talking about is is making just normal contrabasses, thirty grand. That's yeah. just the normal, whatever. Like if you had a thirty thousand dollar electric guitar, it would be like the nuts, oh yeah. most nuts thing. It'd be insane that you've probably ever seen in your life. And it's it's true. I, I think I've been saying this to you for a few years now. It is nuts to me how cheap it is to be a guitarist right Yo, now. Oh, yeah. Like and you, you can, you know, people talk a lot of trash about different cheap stuff that's out there. Like, oh, Mexican Strat, blah, 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 blah. The quality of the cheap stuff that's out there right now blows the, like, the high range stuff out of the water that there used to be. Yeah. You yeah. know, even For a few sure. decades ago. Like you look at the student level, like the student model stuff from the '60s and the '50s, and it's garbage. Oh yeah, like in its playability and in, sure. in what you can do with it. You it's look got
1: at, its niche, but I mean, it's definitely yeah. it's if people like not, it now right.
0: because it's got mojo and because it's got you know some kind of yeah. and like different feel to and it. And If
1: you ain't got mojo Nixon, your store could use some fixing. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's true, and I mean this. So I think, you know, being a symphony player is like a really, it's a really, it's like the highest of the high end, you know, in that world. I don't know what other kind of professional, like, I don't know if I go to uh, my, my in-laws church for Christmas, they have like a pit orchestra there. Uh Um, I don't know if those people are necessarily what would qualify as a professional musician for this. Like, these are people who play at the symphony. yeah these are people who are like playing down at like San Diego Symphony or right. like Boston harmonic Philharmonic yeah. Boston Pops whatever yeah. Boston Symphony um but to put that in context too, like uh we talked about Kirk Cobain earlier in this episode and we kind of made like this d s one joke uh, but the reality is is there are a lot of guys, even like the big modern guys. Um, if you want to look at rigs, go to guitargeek.com. Uh-huh. They've got a ton of rigs. I love oh, that yeah. site. Uh I wish they would put out more bands that I'm into, but but it's really neat to see some of the stuff they put on there and you'll see like like some of these classic records were cut with like basic stuff. Ba- really basic stuff where you go like, "Oh yeah, I can I can recreate Eddie Van Halen's rig from top to bottom for like
0: 2500
1: maybe oh, sure. at the most $2,500. Sure.
0: You, know, a you lot. just have to be willing to chop up an old Charvel or something yeah. like that.
1: And so I think in my mind, this kind of just raises this question about um, whether or not and I, I personally I think the answer is yes that from top to bottom like the what we consider like great rock music or great popular music uh-huh. and i'm including like really you know things that when i say pop i mean things that aren't you know you're not playing sheet music it's pop. Right. it's pop music four chords
0: so, yeah first chorus bridge yeah. first chorus i'm
1: including you know all of your shred masters like you know your vise and your malmsteins and all these guys yeah like, yeah all of these guys like basically uh that all of these forms of guitar music are predominantly like their their folk music.
0: Oh, absolutely!
1: You know, I didn't know
0: where you were going. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely I, true.
1: And so, because of that, because everybody and their mother is doing this, and because I mean, you can learn guitar super fast uh-huh. to a level of like I of competency to at least play in front of people. Yeah. Um. That
0: I think that's one of the things that like drives the mass produced market for this. Yeah, I think that the mass production of guitars is definitely a contributing factor to the price points that we're seeing now, just because there's so many being made. And there's, if they, this is something that I think I've talked to you about before. If they stopped making guitars today, 100% no more new guitars, I wonder how long it would be until you know. Prices got driven up to people like, we absolutely need new guitars. Yeah. Because, like, I've got, like, 14 or 15 guitars. Sure. You've got a crap ton of guitars. Yeah. Most of the guitars we know have tons of guitars laying around. Uh, if suddenly, you know, no one made guitars anymore, there'd still be a market of guitars where everyone's just swapping their, their stuff. For sure. There's, no, there's not going to be a shortage of guitars. You can't. With that sort of saturation going on, you can't go high price. Yeah, it's it's never going to happen, especially with how great these things play now. Yeah, it's crazy how good a you know a mid level, and when I say mid level, I'm talking like in the the high four hundreds to like low eight hundred dollar range right. off right. the shelf retail price guitar can be like. Yeah, good. You know,
1: something that's imported like a, probably like a Korean. Well, even now, like the, the, some of the Chinese stuff that's coming out. There's great stuff coming out of China. Is, uh, our great instrument. One of my main
0: guitars is, uh, is a Korean guitar. The, uh, the Hamer. The Hamer. Right. I, I say all the time, I, I preach to people about Hamers. Get import Hamers. They're cheap as dirt. You can pick them up for like 250 bucks. I think they outplay any upper mid-level Epiphone. Oh yeah, yeah, I think they're. Awesome. I can see that for sure. I, you know, they're probably, you, made, they're probably made by the same. Yeah, Koreans. I think the necks are awesome. The same factory. I think uh, if you don't like the pickups, swap the pickups. That's a hundred bucks yeah. to change pickups. Like, they're crazy great guitars for the money. Yeah, and definitely. they're super cheap on on the used market. But it's like going back to this article, uh, you know, the, talking about how many guitars we all own. It, it's it, it says in there that, like it's a way different culture yeah. for people in that scene. Like we, I have fourteen guitars. Someone who's a violinist in a in a symphony, they probably own that one violin. Do you have
1: fourteen guitars for real?
0: Uh, I think we counted that a couple episodes or fourteen instruments, like, including oh, okay, bass and ukulele and, and other a things a tone? and not yeah. I don't count the tone as a guitar. Dude, you have a djembe. Yeah, that's my sister's. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, might have to borrow that. But from the, you. The, these the people in uh, the symphonies and orchestras, they'll have one instrument. They don't right. have a second backup instrument, yeah. and if they do, then it's probably just a beat around, you know, sort of thing. But they invest, you know, all their money into the greatest instrument that they can buy, basically. And it seems like it's part of the career, and it's part of what helps get you a job. And those people, some of them make good money, but none of them make great money. Right. I, I think the top end is 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 like a hundred thousand dollars. I have no idea. Yeah, I think it says in the article. I think it ranges from like thirty oh, okay. k to a hundred, which isn't bad money. But if you have to, if you're making thirty thousand dollars a year and you're starting out, yeah, and you have to drop minimum fifteen thousand dollars on an instrument, that's that's gotta hurt. That's rough. You really got to be. It's probably affluent people getting into sure. this, right?
1: Um, it just depends. I mean, there's a lot of people who, you know, they start at the bottom and... Yeah. And, uh, and you know, it's all just grinding. You have, I think in the article they talk about people, uh, you know, they basically take out auto loans. Yeah. Like
0: the equivalent of an auto loan. You insure to, stuff like to, that too. Oh, yeah, for sure. You have a $50,000 instrument laying around, you insure that... Yeah, I would be. I, could, I don't know if I could sleep at night with an instrument that expensive sitting in my house. Yeah, I'd be terrified. I'd definitely buy a gun. <laughs> <laughs> what? I would, I would. I would. stand the contrabass up in the corner, and I would sit by the door with a shotgun in my lap. Oh gosh! And just not sleep for the rest of my life. What
1: if you got? De- what if, like, one time at like four in the morning, you
0: started having delusions and you shot? your contrabass oh my gosh that would be the end oh man it's is like the beginning of like a matlock episode or something like that like oh we found a the symphony player in this room looks like su- suicide but someone shot his contrabass too <laughs> it's some sort of like law <laughs> order dun, episode or you know swap out dun, any dun, lawyery dun, show dun, 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 dun. are you trying to sing the matlock theme no that's the law and order theme i don't um, know the matlock theme They just have that, uh, yeah, I guess that is a Lawn Order theme. (laughs) Oh my gosh, what is happening to us right now? Um, Do we have anything else to say about this article? You know what? I just thought it was a really eye-opening
1: article. That's why I wanted to talk about. I mean, it. we
0: we talk on a lot of groups, like I said before. And there's a lot of times things come up where someone will will buy a you know an expensive piece of their equipment, whether it be you know a three thousand dollar guitar or two thousand dollar amp or four hundred dollar pedal. And some people out there get butthurt hurt over it, and yeah. get uh, well, they have like jealousy rage. where are like, oh, how could you do that? Uh, Blah blah blah. This is what I have, and works for me. Why would anyone else need this? But th- this really puts it in perspective. How just spoiled, rotten we are yeah. as guitarists. How cheap it is now. Yeah, everything. The premium, cheap. the premium stuff is within financial reach of your average Joe who who works. Yeah,
1: and by no means, you know, I talked about taking out like car loan type loans for yeah that these professionals do. As a general rule, I would say don't open up a guitar center credit account. No, to, f- to finance your strat. Like be thankful whatever. that this stuff is cheap and like just just have six months of patience, yeah. putting two hundred dollars in the bank, and in six months, be really happy yeah. for yourself.
0: I gotta say, like we've talked about this before, I don't own any guitar, any electric guitar that I think I've paid over two hundred fifty bucks for. I did have a chance to play a four thousand dollar guitar. Oh, right. a few weeks ago. Uh, 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 one of my bandmates is like a local distributor, I guess is what you would call it for, uh, for Ronin Guitars. You mm-hmm. should look up Ronin Guitars. They make a really awesome product. And he usually has one or two of these things floating around that he shows to people and he does studio work and shows studio musicians and, and tries to sell these things. Uh, one of the guys, one of the, uh, the the top guys from Ronin came to one of my band's shows a few weeks ago and brought one of the guitars with them, and I got to play around with it during our warm up. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I was a professional musician, if I was making money playing guitar, I'd totally drop four grand on that guitar. Oh yeah, it felt like four thousand dollars. Did it sound like four thousand dollars? It's hard to tell. Like here, here's what I say about electric guitars. I've said this before too. Like it's all in the pickups and your amp sure. and everything else. I could probably get the same sound from some of my other guitars just by tweaking the volume or tone knobs or by dropping different pickups feel that good. The feel of it. It was, it felt like
1: money, like in my hands. And you know, to go way back to the beginning of the podcast, that's exactly why I'm saying I've, I've gone back and forth. Like, well, I could sell this, my my American jazz Uh bass. And I could like buy like a, another Mexican one and pocket, Four hundred bucks and right. you know, pay off a credit card three months sooner or whatever. But like the that the American jazz basses I played just they feel like Right.
0: You're really buying a great feeling instruments. When you're when you're buying an electric guitar, you're buying number one, how well it plays. Number two, kinda of how it sounds, and then you're buying how it feels. I think I guess how it feels should be number two. Because the sound is kind of subjective, right? But how it feels is a big deal for me, and then how how it looks is at the bottom of the list, but still pretty important. Because you want to look sexy, yeah. Sometimes you just get hooked on a feeling, yeah. <laughs> but it's you know I'm talking about a four thousand dollar guitar, which I would never spend that much money on, and that's pennies compared to what these yeah, people pay for sure. But it's that that's nuts to me. How good that guitar was for four thousand dollars? I can't imagine that a guitar could be better than that in feel. And It was light as a feather. The, the neck just melted into my hand. Like, if you've got four grand sitting around and you don't care about your money and you want to spend it, go buy a Ronin guitar. They're great, they're really cool looking too. They do a great job, yeah, yeah. making a unique looking instrument. They do these giant, uh, custom uh, gold foil pickups on them and stuff. Oh, yeah, Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy, I've played one of the guitars, uh. From Ronin, that uh, they have pictures of Jimmy Lovino from Conan's campaign. Oh, okay. Campaign. Cool. Yeah. It's solid, solid instruments yeah. over there. Feel like I'm, I'm doing an ad for them now. Whatever, but like I'm saying, hey, like roaning
1: guitars, listen to our podcast. Send us something. Send us, uh, send us uh, Ronin guitar. Yeah, we'll give you like a year's worth of ads.
0: <laughs> we will keep doing this we'll, show we'll until a, we've earned it. Yeah, we'll
1: give you a <laughs>
0: lifetime of ads. <laughs> we will come in here one hour a week for the rest of our lives to work on <laughs> these guitars. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Uh, oh, hold on. Sorry.
0: Let's kind of talk friend. about uh let's wrap it up on this yeah. article. Let's talk about the song that we're gonna drop this week. For sure. Um let's see if Steve can bring up the information as yeah. fast as
1: possible. Do 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 do, <laughs> do 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 What if we played that song? This is from Cody, right. right? Yeah, so
0: this is from Cody. He uh, asked a question. Cody Thompson. No, he sent us an ad. Yeah. And um, he sent us a song now.
1: Yeah, so this song is called Dragon's Lullaby. Mm. And he says, I made this with my Epiphone SG special. And a Digitech RP150 and my laptop running a mix, running Mixcraft 6. I think... I don't know if that's an interface or... I think, I think that's recording interface. software. Is it a
0: software? Could be totally wrong.
1: Um, small amounts of post-editing. Really happy about the lead section and the harmonies. So, um... I don't know anything about the Mixcraft 6. Right. Um... But I do know about SG specials and I do know about RP 150s uh-huh. and I'm not fans of either. Oh, uh, but that being said, um, this song sounds good. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. And this really, again, this tie everything is like tying together so nicely at the end of this this podcast. Yeah, put a bow on it, right? Uh, freaking yeah. <laughs> um, is that like this song sounds great? It's using a guitar that I would. I'm like I said. I could say very negative things, I, but I won't. Sure, <laughs> I will just imply them. Right, you're um, going to lose a listener if you say too many um, negative things. No, but... I mean realistically, like like I said, this song sounds sounds good. Yeah, and great tone. It, it's really just a testament to the idea that, um, if you know what you're doing with the guitar, uh-huh. you can, and like with especially with recording, like you can make things sound good using. Stuff that a lot of people would be like, Oh, yeah, oh, I would never play that. And there's so much of that going on in the guitar world right now, um, at least in the parts of the guitar world that I'm exposed to frequently. Right. That it's just kind of like, Do you guys spend any time playing, like not just playing your instruments, but like using them creatively? Or are you just like looking at the brand names on your pedal board going, Oh, my tone is so good because it's I just, I just spent three hundred dollars on this pedal, so yeah. my tone is so good. Right. So anyway, yeah.
0: Listen to what this it. guy is doing. Yeah. With uh, with this equipment, it's, for sure. He's making it work. You it know? sounds
1: great, and it's a it's a neat song. So check it out. This is uh, again, Dragon's Lullabies by Cody
0: Thompson. This has been Sixty Cycle Hum, episode nine. I believe so. What's Spanish for nine? uh ocho
1: uh ocho oh man i should know this uno dos tres cuatro
0: cinco seis siete nueve nueve, nueve. at this point it doesn't matter cuz i've already faded into the music
1: i i totally just tried to uh do the the offspring count <laughs> uno dos tres cuatro cinco, cinco seis <laughs>